Hi, everyone. If you haven't checked out my course yet, it's called Take Back Your Time. And it's an incredible course to help you manage your mindset, your confidence, and your schedule all in one. It's a five-week course, but you do it all in your own time. You also get a one-on-one private coaching call with me. Go to my website for the link or check the show notes here. I'd love to connect with you there and help you take steps towards being a little bit better. You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale. Speaking of confidence... Today's episode is a compilation of the top five mindsets, rules, and tips for being a confident mom from moms themselves. The input from them was truly incredible. Being a mom can turn a previously confident woman into a self-doubting, trembling shadow of herself. Momming, yes, I use that as a verb, can be destabilizing even for the strongest. In my course, Take Back Your Time, one component is rebuilding the confidence in yourself because it's almost imperceptible how it gets chipped away when you're a mom. And it's so shocking when you realize it. As an aside, you can take my course too. It's available now for you to take and do at your pace. Check the link in the show notes or go to my website. You get a live call with me so we can connect directly. How fun. Okay, so let's dive in. One thing that came up repeatedly from my mom study group is that the level of confidence as a mom is in constant flux. It can feel like a roller coaster and is really a day-by-day scenario. A comment, a situation, or event can trigger a spiral nosedive in confidence levels. And other days, we feel like we're rocking it. Different seasons in our kids, in their behavior, their ages, in ourselves, in what is going on in our personal, our social, work, public lives, and in the world in general, all are contributing factors that can make or break our confidence levels. In all honesty, I believe these things that we discuss can apply to anyone, but the mom struggle is prevalent. It's a big thing, and so many, and maybe arguably all moms, encounter a dip or a lack of confidence at some point. So I spoke to these incredible moms to find out what makes them feel confident or what they are striving for in order to be a confident mom. Here we go with the top five ways to feel like and be a confident mom. Number one, connect with other like-minded moms. Like-minded is the key point here. Just because somebody else is also a mom does not mean that they are your people. That would be akin to saying that every teacher who meets another teacher are meant to be best friends or every doctor who meets another doctor or every garbage worker who meets another garbage worker. But that's just not true and it's not reality. People are unique no matter what their story is and what hats they wear. This is why we can be plopped into a room of 30 people and find we gravitate towards just a few. There's nothing wrong with the other people, but... We just have a draw towards certain people, and usually these people hold similar mindsets and values to us. This can be a good thing and a bad thing. 
Recently, I had a conversation with another mom and we both laughed and felt so much release because we both said at almost the same time, I love my kids, but sometimes I really don't like them. That statement or one similar can be really hard to say out loud as a mom. It can also highly offend other moms. And if it does highly offend you, I really challenge you to look inside and really ask why. Find out what that's all about. This other mom and I, we had a beautifully open conversation about our challenges managing the behaviors and emotions of our little people, not just our own. Personalities can be tricky, and it was so nice to be able to speak candidly with each other about our struggles and strategies. No fear of judgment. Sometimes we both didn't like parts of parenting. Sorry, I should say sometimes we don't, present tense. This is our reality. Sometimes our kids are little buggers and it feels exhausting and annoying and draining and frustrating to have to deal with them. That's how we feel. These types of conversations are so necessary, but you can't have them with just anybody. Not finding connection with other people can really allow doubt and insecurities to overwhelm you. You can feel alone and unsupported. Those two things are huge for moms. Moms need to know they aren't alone in good times and trying times, especially trying times, and that they are supported. This is fabric. These types of connections also provide you with a safe space to ask questions and share uncertainties and trust the advice you may get. Number two, self-care. I know you knew this one was coming. Of course you did, but we can't ignore it. Self-care allows us to reset, and when we reset, we can make better decisions, handle tricky situations better, and combat overwhelm, and we are showing our kids that we are individuals as well. We are showing them the importance of taking care of themselves because they can see us taking care of ourselves. The eternal self-sacrificing mother trophy got discontinued, P.S. It's no longer the aim. The trick with self-care is to identify what that looks like to you and put that into your life. And you need to put it in regularly. Having an established routine that incorporates your self-care will help prevent some of those really big pitfalls. You don't want to wait until you're in a desperate state to add this in. Self-care is as vast and varied as the people on this earth. If it means jumping on a trampoline three times a week, go do that. If it means regular facials, waxing, or manicures, go do that. If it means journaling, walks, cardio, weightlifting, or hanging with friends, do that. Self-care has to be just that, something that cares for yourself, not someone else's version. There aren't rules as to what constitutes as self-care, except maybe one. Find something separate from your kids so you don't have to be in mom mode. This needs to be all about you and filling your bucket. I want to remind you that this means resting. I know I just said that your self-care is individual to you, but feeling rested has immense cognitive and physical benefits, allowing you to think clearer and make better choices. It's kind of a no-brainer and goes hand-in-hand in in self-care. Number three, cut the comparison game out, period. It serves nothing. At no point can we ever know the intricate details that go on in everyone else's life or through their head. And our variables will never be identical. And it doesn't matter. We only need to live our life our way. 
early on in my parenting journey, the judgment outwardly and towards my own self roared loudly. I have heard this message consistently from everyone I speak to. I have been told I parent wrong since, well, actually since I was pregnant. It started way back in my mom group when people started announcing their birth plans and whether they were going to go natural or have an aesthetic. And the judgment began then, the comparing, and it was crazy. It was such an eye-opening experience. After we had all had our babies, some of the moms in this mom group I was in initially kept competing to, you could see they desperately wanted their kid to be the one to take the steps first out of all the babies in the group. And for those who had late walkers, some felt worry, already harboring feelings of inadequacy in themselves as a parent, a human, and in their own kids, in these little babies. That's whacked. Who cares how old a kid is when they take a step or say, mama, they get there when they get there. And that's the celebration. What's the rush? What's the trophy? Does it mean or prove anything? No, nothing. Literally nothing. But we make it mean something. And those somethings aren't usually positive feelings. We are our harshest critics. And a lot of that is simply from comparing. This causes anxiety, depression, agitation, frustration, insert whatever other negative emotions you may feel or have felt simply by comparing yourself to another. There really isn't a benefit. This is also a big speaking point in terms of modeling behavior. We want to encourage our kids to be confident, to go out there and make their impact. Modeling that in a healthy way can be stressful and confusing. Wanting the best for our kids can be hard to do without comparing, but celebrating all their milestones and our own milestones with people who support us, that is everything. It drops the comparison and just celebrates everyone as they are. Number four, be authentic and true to you. Trust your gut, follow your intuition. This one comes out of us questioning ourselves, our decisions. It's especially hard for new moms or for moms who have children that need extra support. There are so many opinions out there, so many views, and a lot of judgment. It's easy to let yourself get bounced between them and make yourself feel inadequate. You question your choices, and all of this is just because of everybody else's viewpoints and opinions. There's a lot of noise. A big one right now during the pandemic is schooling. Do you send your kids to school, go remote or homeschool? So it's really important to know your values for yourself and your family and then make the choice that feels right and stick with it. That is enough. That is good enough. It's all about knowing that you are enough and that you are staying true to the values that you hold as real. Applaud others for their decisions, even if they don't align with yours, and recognize that it's not the same answer or path for each family, for each mom, and the roles they lead. What works for one person or one family doesn't necessarily work for another, even between close friends. It is incredibly empowering to be able to do you, do it your way, despite criticisms and doubts, and at the same time, support others in their decisions. Own your decisions. And if you need a bit of help with that, go check out episode five, where it's all about decisions to hear more on that. It feels yucky to not follow your intuition, almost unnatural. 
Of course, how could that not pull at your confidence, right? It's almost suffocating to follow when you need to lead. There are times and places to follow, but as a mom, you get to lead your crew. Doing what everybody else does just because you think you should is draining, it's deflating, and it is a confidence killer. So be really curious in these situations. Zero in on what doesn't feel good or right about it or about what's going on, and then see what you can do to make it right for you to go about and do your own thing. The moms I spoke to wholeheartedly agree. Going back to your values, if you're feeling that you've gone astray, always will take you back on course and rebuild your confidence. You feel good when you're doing what feels right. And that really helps build your confidence in knowing that you are enough, that you're doing enough, and that you are making the right choices for you and your family. It's great to educate yourself, read books, get advice, always learn, but don't treat it as gospel. The gospel is what's inside you. Learning and challenging your beliefs is always a great opportunity for growth. So you can step outside your comfort zone, but you kind of have to pick and choose when you do that and always go back to your values and let those lead you. And like my mama sources agree, your intuition knows best. Following that unapologetically is empowering. Number five, accept that you will make mistakes and forgive yourself. In the words of my dear friend, Rachel, you will f*** up sometimes, and that is okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Actually, will you say that with me right now? It's okay to make mistakes. Okay, let's do it. Ready? It's okay to make mistakes. Go on. One more time. Say it out loud. Shout it if you must. It's okay to make mistakes. Yes. Doesn't that feel so good? Even when you don't handle a situation well with your kids or partner or anyone, actually, you've got to let go. Forgive yourself. Stop the cycle of berating yourself in your head. It's over. It's done. Learn. Move on. No one is perfect. Perfection causes stress, or aiming for it does anyways. Sometimes fantastic things arise out of our mistakes. Plus, perfection is kind of boring. So, Here's a recap of these five juicy points for being a confident mom. One, connect with like-minded moms. Two, incorporate self-care, make it regular. Three, stop comparing yourself. It's a futile exercise and you gain nothing. Number four, be authentic and follow your intuition. Trust yourself. Number five, accept you will make mistakes and move on. Even the most confident falter. Some days just suck. Motherhood is an imperfect journey. It's a trip. Some days we question it all, including our own abilities at parenting. Sometimes we wonder if we're screwing up our kids or if we even like motherhood. We negotiate being disappointed in it and ourselves. Sometimes we aren't sure we know who we are anymore. All of that, it's not weakness. It's not failure. It's being human. Confidence is getting back up when you fall. It's knowing that things are going to change and then change again. But confidence breeds confidence and encourages others around you. So stay true to your values, forget perfection, be who you are and believe in that and your journey. 
I want to express utmost love and gratitude to the moms that contributed to this conversation. Amanda, Alyssa, Joanna, Denise, Nikki, Rachel, Ula, and Valerie, thank you so much. You are all incredible, inspiring mothers, and I love you. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.